How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What, where are you going next? You have two picks in a row. I think we need uh, a defenseman. Yeah. There's, on, there's only a handful of them here. Right. We're going to go with Rasmus Dahlin. Oh, filthy. Ah. Nobody breaks ankles like Rasmus Dahlin at the blue line. This guy is like a young Allen Iverson. He is filthy. He'll join a strong offensive juggernaut right now. Buffalo Sabres defenseman Rasmus Dahlin playing with Team McDavid. Yes. He'll be with uh, former Sabres Sam Reinhardt. Who's having such a good year. How many goals does he have this year so far? 35. Oh boy, that Before? is that is quite a bit. That is quite um, a bit. I'm guessing that Mc, I'm guessing Darlene is going to have like six assists to Reinhardt. Oh man, he has 37 goals. 37. Wow. Oh baby, that's crazy. Wow. Also, he, I would like be a 50 goals. I'd like to point out that last night during that draft, they were playing songs after each pick, and it was like the same song, like songs for the teams. Yeah. Um, for Nathan McKinnon's team. His celebrity all-star that's with him is Tate McRae, and she is a up-and-coming pop star, whatever. From Canada, right? From Canada. Yeah. Um, and apparently she's very big into hockey. I mean, she's from Canada, so like everyone from Canada is. It but, feels like it's part of the culture, yeah. But like, I guess some of her music is like hockey-based or something. I don't know. Um, I don't really know her that well. But sure. one of her song, like her main song, was their draft song. And I was listening to that pick this morning with... Darlene from McDavid's team. I'm pretty sure that McDavid's team song was higher by Creed. Okay. And that is great, just leaning into the meme. I love yeah. it. Because that song has become such a great meme over the past like four mm-hmm. months. And it's the best thing ever. And, and and it's usually like sports that are utilizing it, which is just it's awesome. I love it. I just wanted to point that out because I could hear it like underneath. <laughs> I feel like I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun with it. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. We've got Bob in Blaisdell. Bob, good morning. How are we doing today? Good. How are you? Doing very well. I have a couple questions on the Sabres. I, I'm more than frustrated with, with not seeing the playoffs for so long, but I, I don't understand why Yuri Kulik has not got a shot with the Sabres this year. I think that he, it by far, is their best prospect. And do you think they'll do anything at the trade deadline? Um, Kevin Adams has just kind of been asleep at the wheel. I haven't really mm-hmm. seen anything from him in so long. And they talked about the Sabre prospect pool being the best in, in hockey for, for the last few years. You haven't heard that the last two. Mm-hmm. Just wondering your thoughts. Yeah, Bob, thanks for the call. Um, 
I I wish I was going to sound positive here. I really I'm gonna hey, tr- I'm gonna try to it. not feel negative. It's Friday. Don't do that. I said last night on the nightcap. I I'm not ready for my time of peace to come to an end with the Sabers. I've like kind of enjoyed them not playing because I'm so I'm just I'm so done with them. And every time I watch them, I just get frustrated. And it's stuff like what Bob's saying, where Quinn goes down. He's out for at least eight weeks. It, it doesn't look to be an Achilles injury again. I, I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but I know Lance Lasowski's of the Buffalo News, his for initial report said that it did not appear to be uh, the Achilles. It did look to be just lower body but not there, which is which is fantastic. But I, I think the caller's right. Like, w- why are we not calling up Yuri Kulik or Isak Rosan or any of these young guys who are faster, add a scoring touch, do anything other than just not anything? which seemingly is half the roster. They just aren't doing anything. The power play is a disaster. It's inactive. Like it's, it's just, just there. it's not NHL caliber. You know, it's it's funny. We were before we went on air, Sneaky Joe got me going on a little bit of a hockey rant and then it's kind of died down and now I can feel it like and now it's coming back. building back up because one of the things he said to me was that Tage Thompson's shooting percentage on the power play or scoring percentage on the power play with with his shots. I think it was went from 22% last year to like 4% this year. It's because he's the only it's, option. They have not touched anything with the power play other than, oh, I mean, Tage is going to be open on the one-timer. No, he's uh, not. Except he's not. <laughs> like, like, except everyone figured that out. And you have, and granted, I know he's been out for most of the year. You have an elite shooter in Jack Quinn. You have an elite shooter in Yuri Kulik, who's in the AHL. Like, if your whole thing is, let's get it to the guy that can shoot well, Put some more guys that can shoot well on your power play. Don't have just Tage Thompson there. And and yeah, you know, Alex Tuck, he's got a good shot, and, and Dylan Cousins, he can do it too. Those guys are your net front presence. Mm-hmm. They'll they're your get in your face and and cause a problem in front of the net. Yep. And then you have someone like Jeff Skinner out there too. I love Jeff Skinner on the power play, but he's not a shooter. Yeah. He's a passer and he's a skill guy. And he's like that little guy that gets all of a sudden. Squeaks he, in and he, gets the rebound. Yeah, he gets scrappy goals and stuff yeah. like that. But so you have that issue, and then what Bob brought up too, like, it, like the trade deadline. Are they going to do anything? Probably not. There is there is movement. Apparently, there is a trade about to happen. There's not full details yet. Uh, Pierre LeBrun tweeted it out about 30 minutes ago. Um, still not finalized. Details still working out. But all indications are that the Montreal Canadiens are trading Sean Monahan to the Winnipeg Jets. Monahan, to me, it's. You don't know what you have there because he's been hurt a lot of the past few years. Mm-hmm. But it's a trade, and it's a. it used to be a pretty big name. He was relevant for a long time in Calgary. Gets hurt, gets sent to Montreal, kind of has a little bit of a comeback. But, again, you don't really know what you're getting there. But at the same time, it's a trade. I just and I, it's I, something I, I that's look happening. At this, I look at this league, and it's not even just the Sabres. It does feel it's like – everybody. It, yeah, it feels like NHL GMs don't want to do anything. They just nope. want to draft guys and then keep the prospects there and then not really doing anything. And then there's a few teams that want to get a little aggressive. Like we were taking calls yesterday on Show with the Bulldog about teams you hate. You know, there doesn't have to be even a good reason. Like, just teams you hate. You know, all that stuff. The entirety of the NHL for never making a trade. Well, so, and someone brought up the fact that they were talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. They, they just, they don't like them. They, they, they did not like them because they went to the finals their first year. They didn't like them because of all that stuff. And it was like, all right, I can understand that. You know why I like the Vegas Golden Knights? They're willing to do things. They're aggressive. They're willing to be aggressive to yeah. get to a cup. Look, did they get an unfair advantage the in year one? Yeah, no one denies that. Okay, wait, hold on. No, they did not have an unfair advantage because every team knew what was going to happen. Every team knew, hey, we're going to pick your players that you leave unprotected. 
That's going to happen. Wait, I mean, I mean, it was it was a bad system because it would have allowed Vegas to leapfrog a ton of teams because they're going to get a ton of talent that not, has been stockpiled. Not necessarily. If you're those teams, you have to evaluate your talent better. Florida traded them a pick to take Jonathan Marcheseau. Florida gave mm-hmm. them That's two right. players That's right. and a pick, and it ended up being two of the key pieces for the team. It was Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau. That's right. That's right. Just so they wouldn't take, I don't even know who it was. It was some guy that's not even on their team anymore. A, I think it was, a, a I, think it was I think it was Oliver Ackman Larson. He's not oh, even boy. on their team anymore. And and it's that was the problem with with Vegas or not the problem. That was the problem with the rest of the league when Vegas came into the league. They knew how to evaluate talent. Mm-hmm. And on some of them, yes, they got lucky. William Carlson, no one or knew who he was. Exploded into what a forty goal scorer yeah. that first year he, in Vegas. He, he was insane his first year, and same, really hasn't been Alex? that guy since. No, and, and yeah, and same with Alex Tuck. Like they, yeah. th- those were two guys where I said, yeah, you got lucky. But there were other moves that you look at at that expansion draft, and it's like, what the, what was the rest of the league doing? I just, yeah. So I, I look at like I'm just, I like that Vegas got a taste of the cup and went, no, we're doing everything we can to get there. Yep. If that includes firing coaches, fine. If that includes trading guys that maybe we consider, you know, key pieces, fine. They traded their first ever draft pick for Max Pacioretty. Yeah. Like they they were there to make moves, and where I look at the Sabers, uh, our own Brayton Wilson, who does a lot of draft coverage for the NHL, mm-hmm. and and we'll jump on you know, here to talk about that and everything. He's been talking to us off air about a player he'd love to see the Sabers go get: Lowen O'Connor, a yes. third line winger on the Colorado Avalanche, having a very good year, career year on the third line for Colorado, only at like I think twenty seven points, but as someone who's fast as hell and is producing on a third line, could absolutely jump in on that kid's line because, you know, the Sabres are relatively a slower team. Mm-hmm. And it's, it feels like the Sabres aren't going to do anything. We'll just hear the same song and dance of, well, you know, the young guys are coming up, you know, we're, we're, going, we're going through growing pains and all that stuff. Phenomenal. Great. Are we going to keep doing this for 15 years? Right. Like you have when to stop you growing anything? up. You have to stop growing up eventually and retain the guys that have grown up with you. It's not even. It's not even when are we going to start growing up? I mean, we're Josh. We're going to a certain point. You got to trade Skinner. He's not going to be good when you get good. Mm-hmm. Likely, Tuck is twenty eight years old. I, Don't are, you, you start you with be a, me on him. But no. no. But in all seriousness, are you going to be a playoff? <laughs> Don't team you go like, there? <laughs> but are you going to be a playoff team when he's 31, 32, and all of a sudden you're kind of sitting there going, eh, "All right, you're kind of at the at the tail end here." But, but what are we doing with Krebs? Not, What's his point on this team? Not necessarily with Tuck yet, because because you look at a lot of the players in the NHL right now, they're getting into their primes at 26, 27. Yeah. And their primes last most of them until thirty four. They're last. They're lasting a little bit longer. But then you even add in the fact that, like, what was the point of bringing back Kyle Oposo and Zemek Skurinsons? What are we doing here? Right. This it's not a serious organization until proven otherwise. The Sabers are not a serious organization. They're just not. They don't make trades. Sure, the drafting has been fun, but it's because they're garbage. So they have early picks. So we get excited about their draft picks. And and, and some of the some of the late round picks too have been great. Pickups statistically yeah, fine, and, and they're analytically figuring out how to draft. You've been yeah, bad for ten right. years. It, it'd be probably a good thing to pick up. Well, it's because you hired the right scouts. They actually started scouting again in Russia, which is you know there's an untapped potential they, they there with that players. For years, right? And and yeah, there's all the stuff going on in the world with that. So you, you, there's that side of things, but mm-hmm. it's more so the fact of the matter is that they're branching out and they're and they're building on stuff like that but they haven't built in any other department besides I mean, analytics I mean, that's, that's and scouting that's all they've done that is all they've done use they use don't what you're do anything else yeah like use what you're learning in those departments and in the first year where they had real honest expectations not like oh we made a few good moves let's see what happens i mean last season was garbage but we made fun moves so let's see what happens mm-hmm. 
you were one point out of a playoff spot last year, and your additions were keeping a Poso and Gergensons and two defensemen, one of which is, I don't care that he's the number one overall pick. He never really did anything for Colorado. He was not or one St. Of, Louis. Or St. Louis. And a guy in Boston who was riding the bench by the end of the year. And he was kind of riding the coattails of well, what and we then, see, and what then we see now. Goaltender, your planet goaltender was to have Devin Levi, who played half of the games. Ryan Miller did when he won all his awards in college. You got it, baby. We're going to throw you right in there. Have all the expectations in the world thrown at you, but we're going to throw you in there. We went to a game not that long ago, Josh, a few weeks ago, the Seattle game. Seattle game, and watching fans. I mean, just go after Levi. Yeah. Multiple fans. Yeah. And my immediate thought was, this is on the Sabres. You threw a 21-year-old kid in there with six games of NHL experience and said, figure it out. Go do it. W- 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 honestly, what was your plan there? Honestly. It's why most of us during the offseason, after having the fun expectations, once the offseason began, we all were sitting there going, I don't love that. What are we doing? What is happening? Be willing to move off some of these picks. I've said it for weeks now. Matthew Savoy, what is he still doing in this organization? He will never find a spot on this roster. You've drafted too many forwards. There are too many talented forwards. And to make matters worse for him, the year after you drafted him, you drafted another player from his organization who was better and younger. Yeah. At the same position. He literally position. drafted his line mate. Yeah. Who was better and younger. Yeah, what is he still doing here? The His other, value is only going to deteriorate as we keep going. The one thing I will say about the goaltending thing, and I, I was kind of on the same boat of like we should probably the Sabers should probably you know like we are looking at it as fans saying hey, yep. this is a little, little weird here, and the one thing though was the the free agent market for goaltenders was not good, and. If no. you're trying, and, and then also like trying to force a trade for a goaltender that will be good can be difficult. It's very it. difficult, and you're probably going to give up a lot. You're really going to get a guy that's at the end of his prime, and and you know you're probably still going to give up too much for him because that team's going to be like, well, you know, he's realistically he's a what they should have done was always Levi will start in Rochester. It will be Ukopeka, Lukin, and Eric Comrie. That is what we're going to ride with. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Most fans do know the goaltending market is bad. It's yeah. more the fact of it seems like they don't know what they're doing with Levi. Right now, he's with Rochester because Rochester doesn't have this week off. They keep going. And there there has been, like, it, it's weird. Like, on Twitter, you'll see, like, one guy's reporting, or one people are talking, not even really reporting. It's just people are talking about, oh, well, he's going to stay in Rochester. No, he's going to come back. And it's like, okay, what's going to happen here? Like, he's going to come back after the All-Star break, or is he going to stay there? Like, it, it, I would like him to stay in Rochester. Mm-hmm. I think that would be I mean, a smart choice. Would. And if you go on a run somehow, if you go on a run, because Lukanen has been great in these back, not back to backs, but like every other game where you have three games in four days, Lukanen has been great in those positions. Mm-hmm. If you can get him to continue that, and then you just have Eric Comrie here for like, hey, a game or two, we got to have you in there. We got to just give Lukanen a break. And you go on a run, then you bring Levi back up. He's built up his confidence in Rochester. He's played great, and then you you continue your little whatever is happening at that point. If you don't go on a run, you leave him in Rochester, you you see if he can help them get to some sort of a playoff spot. I don't even know if they're anywhere close to a playoff spot. I don't think they are. Uh, they, Ten points away from Detroit, I believe. No, 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 it's Rochester. Oh, Rochester, Rochester. Rochester didn't start out great this year. But, no, they did not. But my point being, though, is 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 Levi having just games under his belt mm-hmm. is, the, is the important part right now. It's not 
NHL games, it's just playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the thing is with goalies is it they they age like wine because they take so long because you don't get them every single game. It's not like Zach Benson where he's playing every night and then, oh, hey, you've been playing every night for a month and you're 18 years old. We're going to give you a night off now, but you're going to play again tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Got it. Good luck. But that's why those players develop faster because they play every single night. They It's a different position too, so it's you know it's completely different development. But I just look at it and it's – it's it's head scratching on one end, but on the other end, like I said before, you, what other options did you have at goaltender? You're going to throw Eric Comrie in there and well, expect I, to make I, the playoffs? That's the thing. Like there wasn't really many options. It was just it, it felt like their 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 entire plan was it's going to be Levi. Like it felt like they were comfortable with that. That that was more my issue. Is that it, it felt like they were very comfortable with it being I'm, Levi. I'm all for confidence too and being comfortable, but once you see that it's not working. You got to be able to pivot. You have to, yeah. And like, again, you have to have confidence in your guys. But when you when you first sent him down, mm-hmm. they said they had a conversation with him. It went great. He was really excited about it. Whatever, optimistic, confident, whatever. That there, there's your answer. Like it would have, you would have seen right there. Hey, there was going to be no issue if we sent him down. Cool. Mm-hmm. See you next year. Like if you if you play great and we need somebody, you're coming up. Obviously, but. Yeah, like I don't know. I just I I, I don't know what they're going to do going forward now, because you look at what this could have done to his development compared to what Rochester could have done. And I wonder what that would have looked like. Mm -hmm. But this is your bad. You you made it. You got to lay in it and you figure it out from here. And it's just it feels like we are spinning our wheels. We're going nowhere. And we just as fans, it's again, it's just it's it's a very toxic relationship. For all the goodwill they built up last year, they burnt it to the ground. Because even last year, they couldn't stop a puck from going to the back of the net. At least they were scoring. And they decided to change the entire premise of what their team is built off of in an off season, And then didn't pivot until basically the season was all but dead for you. It just... it And I get it. You were dealing with injuries. Jack Quinn getting hurt in the offseason didn't help. But pivoting off of that to focus almost... It felt like solely on defense. And then have it look like no one knows what they're doing which I do blame on coaching, it's it's alarming what has happened with the Sabres. It's why we take calls about people wanting to see Granado fired or Adams do something or be fired. There's a reason why. It just I, I get it. You don't want to change again, but you can understand why people are frustrated. You can understand where it's coming from. And I also don't want to say it's not the players. There's no reason why how many games in a row does it feel like they start down 2 nothing, bang. Or they start out great and then they fall off by the third period. Tie, game is tied, and then oh, you lost it with a minute to go. Yeah, because they don't know how to. Drag that hasn't a game. happened as much this but year. They don't, but, but they, but even when they're losing, they don't know how to drag a game to overtime just to get a loser point. They didn't last year. They still don't this year. They are currently, yeah, ten points out. You were right. I thought it was nine, Toronto, but it is. It is from Detroit. It is ten. Their uh, Sabers are at forty-eight points. Detroit and Toronto are both at fifty-eight. So got ground to make up. And it's just it likely I not going to happen. I I think they'll make it close again, but I don't think I don't know if they'll get there. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. 
Going to turn the page here after a quick timeout. We're going to go to college football, where UB head coach Pete Lembo will join the show. He took over that role late in January. We'll get a word from him, kind of what his plans are for the program going forward. This is his return to the MAC as he was head coach at Ball State for five seasons before making the jump down south Memphis, uh, uh, last stop being in South Carolina and such. We'll hear from him after a quick timeout. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in here on the Extra Point Show, and you're listening to WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast zach jones josh mitt filling in here on the extra point show it's so funny when you sing along with songs that we play in the back. Oh yeah, me? Yeah. Yeah. I do like, it all the time. I do it all the time. It's it's hilarious. Like no one else here does that. I actually no, I think Joe does it a little bit. Yep, I do you it. You do almo- it very I do it almost every if I know the song, I will sing along to it. <laughs> that is the UB fight song, and coming up here now on the West Her Hotline, newest UB head coach Pete Lembo joins the show. Coach, good morning. How are we doing this today? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's it's only been, I think, what, under two weeks since you've taken the job. How's the seat filling in? How are you feeling? Uh, welcome back to the MAC as well. Well, thank you, and you're exactly right. It has been a whirlwind, uh, 11, 12 days, whatever it is now, uh, but exciting. And every single day, uh, being around these players, 
being on this campus community, getting out and about a little bit in, in Buffalo when I have, and even getting on the road recruiting earlier this week. It just makes me more optimistic and more encouraged and, and even more energetic about where we can go with this program. Um, just so much potential, so much positivity. People are super friendly, super supportive. Uh, so we got a lot of work ahead of us. There's no doubt about that. But I am very encouraged by what I'm seeing so far. And coach, I mean, and you brought it up right there, and it's it's kind of a fun saying, but like being a, a college football head coach is, is a 365 day job. What's that like taking over a program and immediately hitting the ground running and going to recruiting? Does it almost give you that you know that exhilaration, the adrenaline rush, or is it a little bit nerve wracking almost? Well, here's the thing: most coaching changes take place in December. So you get hired, let's say mid December. You have two or three weeks to put your staff together to get your strength and conditioning program in place. And then based on when the semester might start, you're either going out on the road recruiting and then your players return for the spring semester or vice versa. Maybe the semester starts a little earlier, you get to meet the team and then go out on the road recruiting. Well, imagine all of those things happening in the course of one week. I fly in here uh, last Sunday night, you know, land at 1030 at night. I'm meeting new players on Monday. Uh, on Tuesday, it's uh, a press conference, team meetings, basketball game, meeting some of our biggest donors at a basketball game. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, team, uh, player meetings, individual meetings with every single guy. You're hiring coaches. You're making some tough decisions on, on people that are here, whether you're going to retain them or move in a different direction. And all that time, you're still recruiting and getting ready to get out on the road and hopefully get – get a, a good number of coaches out for the last week of recruiting before you get to signing day. So, so it has been uh, absolutely crazy. Um, I've got my uh, cell phone down to under 200 messages that I still need to return, and I have been pecking away at it religiously uh, up until about midnight every night. So all that being said, um, I've never slept so little and still been so energized during the day. It's just really exciting, and I'm very grateful for this opportunity. I can I can hear it in your voice. You're just saying that. I mean, you're condensing it all into a week, but you still like sound so excited about everything that's going on. What made you want to come back to the MAC to come to Buffalo after being at South Carolina and Memphis at Rice and, and a number of other schools as well since your last time uh, in in the MAC? Well, I always had the the goal of eventually being a head coach again, and and those runs that I had at, at some great programs, uh, especially at South Carolina and, and at Memphis when we got a chance to go to the Cotton Bowl, uh, I learned a lot. You know, sometimes when you become a head coach at a young age and you've been a head coach consecutively at three different places, uh, you know, you know what you know, but, you know, you're not always able to continue to learn the way you want to learn. And, and so these last several years for me have been awesome to see a lot of different ways of doing things at different places, some big programs, uh, some, some bigger state schools, things of that nature. And uh, now I feel like I have almost a Ph.D. <laughs> coming back to be a head coach again to a place that I'm very familiar with the footprint for recruiting. I'm very familiar with the conference. 
I'm very familiar with the resources in the group of five. So over that course of time, and I say this with all humility, there have been some other calls regarding head coaching positions, but I wanted to be really, really selective about the one I took. And quite frankly, I had a great job at South Carolina, so I wasn't going to leave for just anything. And this opportunity here at Buffalo really checked all the boxes for me. So, Coach, I was looking through some of your stuff on the Ball State website, which is where you were a head coach in the MAC for a while. First things first, your personal information is listed down there. Your birthday, me and you have the same birthday, which is just awesome. Are you I kidding me? Out there. Yeah, Are no, I was scrolling me? through and I looked and I was like, that date looks familiar. Oh, that's my birthday too. So I just thought that was hilarious. I had to bring that up. I think Pete Rose and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar are yes. right in there too. I might be give or take one day. Yeah, I think I think you're right about Kareem. I'm not sure about Pete Rose though, but I think you're right about Kareem. But back back to you know my main point here. Like I said, or like Zach said, you're coming back to the MAC now. What was it? Was it anything about Buffalo while you were making this decision that you experienced while you were playing UB all those years ago? Like, what kind of brought you here? Like, was it the city? Was it the the program? Like, what's your whole goal here? I guess. Yeah, I always thought that Buffalo was a sleeping giant in the MAC. Um, most of the schools in the conference, um, you know, the, the towns are the towns, right? I, I lived in Muncie for five years and met some wonderful, wonderful people there. I still keep in touch with a lot of them. I, I promise you a lot of them will be coming over here uh, for our game this year. Um, and, and, we keep in touch on a, on a weekly basis. But Muncie is not Buffalo relative to um, the size of the city and the vibrancy of the city and, and the amenities of the city. So we're really, really fortunate when, when we bring uh, a recruit here to Buffalo that there's an awful lot to, to show to that young man and his family. We've got a phenomenal academic institution, so we can attract some really, really good students here because of the academic reputation being the flagship of the New York State system. And then our geographic location is on the eastern side of the conference, so that allows us to go east and to go south up and down Interstate 95 with with all those metropolitan areas. And, and those players have to pass by us to go to the other spots in the Mid-American Conference. So I, I think we are situated really, really nicely um, to not only compete for recruits against the other places in the conference, but even those other group of five schools that are in the Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic. On the Western Hotline, UB football coach Pete Lembo. And, Coach, you, you were just mentioning it a ton there with recruiting. And college football has radically changed over the past few years. Uh, very different from your final year in Ball State in 2015. What can you tell us kind of about the NIL opportunities that are coming in UB or, or what you've seen so far and kind of what your plan is to a- attack that kind of the, the new landscape, as, as you will, in, in college football? Absolutely. So uh, Mark Allnut and I uh, have been in conversations about that really even as far back as as when uh, the search process was going on and and I eventually got hired, uh, which, by the way, was handled so professionally and so efficiently, uh, just really first class, uh, first impressions for me of our athletic department administration here. And they've been super every day since we've been here, just very committed and and, uh, very helpful. Um, but there's no doubt that we have to get to a point where we have some kind of NIL program. And the way I envision that is 
trying to keep your best players here, right? Um, There's no way we can, you know, argue that we're going to be able to compete with SEC schools and Big Ten schools on the recruiting end of things from an NIL standpoint. But if we have a good player here, uh, let's let's not lose them to a marginally better program. Uh, and if we can reward performance and, and help a guy stay here and finish his career here, I think that would be a real feather in our cap. Uh, and then potentially uh, for some guys coming out of the portal, if we have some, some real – uh, important needs because maybe you've lost a player at a certain position and you don't want to just replace them with a freshman. You want somebody who's played some college football before to step in. Um, you know, if if you can get some assistance there to get a guy uh, to come to Buffalo, then then that would be really positive. So so I envision it uh, going in a direction that I think it was initially intended to do, which is to reward performance. It quickly morphed into basically inducements on the recruiting side and and that's what's kind of given it a black eye but but the, the 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 good news the good part of it is if a guy performs uh, he should be able to be rewarded for that performance and again you talk about the size of the institution the success of the alumni the support in the city of buffalo I hope that we'll be able to get some of those things up and running perhaps a little bit easier here than they might happen elsewhere. So, Coach, with South Carolina, you were the special teams coordinator. And, you know, a lot of the times now we've been seeing special teams coordinators get get head coaching positions. But one thing that I was wondering is with that being, you know, under your belt, are you more of a offensive, defensive-minded coach? Like what's your coaching philosophy? Yeah, I would say as a head coach, I'm more of a CEO that tries to stay involved in all three phases of the game. Uh, if you go way back uh, to, to when I was in my 20s, uh, I started off as an offensive line coach. I coached tight ends. I was very involved uh, in the offense, uh, even at Lehigh and, and at Elon. But as as uh, my role as a head coach continued to evolve, you know, and you're trying to build programs at places and get different projects up off the ground, maybe they're facility oriented or or other kinds of resources for the program, it, it, it makes it really hard to be in sort of a coordinator type role in one aspect. So that's where the special teams um, really grew for me as a head coach because it gives you a chance to hands-on coach just about every single player in the program. And I really developed a passion for it. And in some of those programs I was at, like Ball State, like Elon, where you've got to do more with less, uh, special teams ended up being a real difference maker for us and, and being a way that we could win some games every year that maybe on paper we weren't supposed to. Um, so then it was just a natural evolution for me when I decided to go back and be an assistant coach to, to take on the special teams. And, and, uh, and I loved it. Uh, you know, we, we had some tremendous years at Maryland. We, we had some top-ranked special teams units uh, in the top 20 in the country and in the Big Ten, two years. And then at Memphis, we, we finished the 19 season, first or second-ranked special teams. Two years ago at, at South Carolina, we were the top-ranked unit in the country. So I say that in all humility. That's, that's players buying in, and that's uh, coaches supporting you. That's 
support from the head coach uh, to make special teams important. Um, and then for me, it was it was about managing it. And I think the fact that I was a head coach all those years uh, helped me make that transition well. So one thing I can promise you, um, you know, we're going to put a great emphasis on that here. And uh, I've got a, a new special teams coach who's been with me before, who's actually starting work today. So we'll be getting that stuff up and running this spring, and I'm excited about where it can go. Love to hear it, Coach. Thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time. I know as, as you detailed it coming in, you are uh, hitting the ground running, you're you know, trial by fire and all that stuff. It's been a blast to talk to you. Good luck this year, uh, and can't wait to see everything that's coming forward. You, you sound like you've really got it down, Coach. Thank you so much again for today. And get some shut-eye. You're going to need it. This is a 365-day job. You know that as well. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, we're all in it together and looking forward to building a lot of strong connections in the community. Awesome. Thank you so much. On the Western Hotline, that was UB head coach Pete Lembo, who, as he said, 12 days ago, he was hired to be UB's head coach, and I, he's condensing a ton a ton of that stuff into a week. Josh, I, I, you know I'm a huge college football junkie. Mm-hmm. It, it truly is a job that does not stop, and, and, and I think Coach Lembo kind of detailed it perfectly there. He got hired and immediately started recruiting. That, like, that is – got to be a special kind of person right. to, yeah. want, to, to want to do that. And I, I think for me, what was almost infectious listening to him was how excited he was to talk about – Hitting the ground running, especially with having, how much he's like, been doing. Yeah, how much he's been doing, kind of. And as he said there, like usually these, you know, coaching changes are happening in December. His was late January, right? Exactly. And and I, I, I am somebody I, I get infectious to, to to that feeling of of the excitement of of clearly loving what you're doing. And and I am somebody I, I think the older I've gotten, the more I'm at a point of head coaches to me are more are the CEOs. They are more there to to get the team you know energized and to motivate rather than being the X's and O's guys all the time. And they're also your head recruiter. I mean, it's it's, it's a lot of the way you know the president of the United States. Really, their main job is to be the, the lead diplomat of the country or you know, the prime minister of England, the same thing. You know, that's what head coaches are now in college. They're, they're your lead recruiter. And it's something I, you know, Josh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Longhorns fan. That we, you know, anyone that's listening on this show knows I'm, <laughs> Dude, no. I'm a huge Texas fan. <laughs> but I have a really special place in my heart for UB. I went to so many football games growing up. I know the guys like Drew Willey and Bo Oliver and Khalil Mack, of course, but Joe Licata as well. Like, I grew up going to those games. And I do miss, like, UB being really good. I mean, it was not even that long ago that, you know, they had, you know, 10, 11 win seasons. They're getting guys that are, like, are really being looked at as, like, NFL prospects across the board, not just, like, you know, a shooting star and Khalil Mack. And just, you know, the football team, the basketball teams, both men and women, you know, they're kind of trying to kind of claw their way back. Sports in Buffalo is better when UB is good. And mm-hmm. and yep. just in, it, we only talked to him for about 15 minutes there, but Coach Lembo, I, just, I, I was very energized by his energy. You know, at eleven in the morning on a Friday. Yeah, I got to tell which, you, I, in which I got to imagine he's at most slept three days in the last or three hours in the last twelve days. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've been up since four, and his whole thing there just energized me for the rest of the day. Like I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. That was, that was, he was fun. That, was a lot of fun. I think, I think he's going to bring great energy to the team too. Just, just by our 15 minute conversation, like it, it should be a really, I think it's a really good hire for UB. And it's, I mean, we're going to see this this fall, but. Judging by how he's hit the ground running, I think it's going to go well. I'm excited. We're going to take a quick timeout. we get you ready. Coming up at 12 o'clock, Sabres Live, Marty Baron and Brian Duff as we're getting ready for 
the NHL All-Star Week to really get going. They'll be bringing all that for you coming up at noon. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you for just a few more minutes here. You're listening to The Extra Point Show on WGR. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Quick final segment here as we get you ready for Sabres Live. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, filling in here on the Extra Point Show. Josh, do you have any plans for this weekend? I feel like I'm going to watch a ton of golf. Um, I, I feel like I'm going to. I'm going to the Harlem Globetrotters game tonight. Oh, there we go. I, completely there we go. I bought the tickets yesterday. So, yeah, I'm um, going to that tonight. Went last year. It was super fun. I, I don't really like basketball that much, mm-hmm. but I did go to a Knicks-Thunder game one time when I was in New York City one time. That was fun. Oh, that's something I, I want to do so badly, man. I cannot watch it on TV, though. See, I, I, don't, but, I don't have a huge problem watching on TV. I, I don't know. I just I can't get into it. Unless it's like the end of the game. Then I get into it because it's so back and oh, forth. Oh, man, the but, final two minutes of college basketball. Free throw competition. <laughs> but but the thing that was the thing that's cool about the Harlem Globetrotters is it's such an immersive experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you are in the game. Like, they, they pull people out onto the court. They, they let you stay afterwards and do, like, you know, like autographs and mm-hmm. pictures and stuff. And it's it's just really cool. And, and I don't know, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great experience. Quick thing before we get out of here. I just saw this come up on my Twitter. The LA Kings have fired their head coach. Whoa. Is it Todd McLean? Todd McLean, yeah. Todd McLean. He has been fired. They're replacing him with Jim Hiller on an interim basis. That is wow. interesting. Are the Kings bad? I feel like I haven't paid attention. Are they bad? No, yeah, they have not been good. They're not okay. They've not been good. This well, is not, they, they started, they started out, okay. out good, and now yeah. you know. I mean, you so saw the reverse the Edmonton. Sab- yes. they, you saw it with cool. the Sabers game where they were up three one and then just let up oh, four and on against that, even. That is and, fair. Uh, Drew Doughty at that time was just like, "Hey, that was really bad," and we have guys out here like just playing for points. Wow. Like, it's they're in a playoff spot too. Yeah, they're the number one wild card out west. Yeah, and, but they they're uh, not going to be there for long. It's man, I love no, but I love that the way they're I going. I Love that. Yeah, that's that's a good move by them. That is something I love though. You see, it's going wrong. I don't care that we're in a playoff spot. Move on. I also, love that. From Darren Drager on that uh, Sean Monahan trade mm-hmm. trade call between the Jets and Canadians happening soon. This was forty three minutes ago though, so that's good luck on that. 
Um, trade call happening soon. Monahan to the Jets for a first and a conditional pick. Oh, baby. So that's an that's, actual trade right there. That's, that's aggressive, too. That's not quote-unquote you know, future considerations. That's what's up. Yeah, that's and, and like Drager says in this tweet, excellent asset management by the Canadians and a very good ad by the Jets. That's going to be a good trade. I wonder how it's going to shake out. I wonder if there's anything else involved. But like I said, that was, half, that was tweeted 45 minutes ago. So mm-hmm. when's this trade call going to happen? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. When's that going to happen? Because NHL teams do not like making trades. Uh, do want to get this in here real quick before we get out of here. We did get connected to our fans. Took a few phone calls today. And that is brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at northtownkia.com. Tea times are just beginning over at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Josh Allen and Dropped his, his club on a swing. Did he? That's not <laughs> I'm good. watching the video right now. He he. I don't. Even, it looks like an approach shot. Just let it go out of his hands on his backswing. Well, that's uh, that is not good. On, on the follow through, not the backswing. Oh, oh boy! So even worse because it's it's got momentum going back towards your caddy. One of us, love it. That's going to do it for me and Josh today. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend or the start of your weekend, whenever that happens here on a Friday. Coming up next after a quick timeout, Sabers Live, Brian Duff and Marty Braun. You're listening to WGR. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.